0: Good morning. Like I said before, we are celebrating Father's Day today, and that's a wonderful thing, you know, the observation of Father's Day, or like I said, the masculine energy in all of us day, you know, that masculine energy is part of all of us, you know, we are that mystical marriage that they talk about in ancient wisdom is really about the feminine and the masculine and gaining balance within us seeking that balance and, and it is uh, a different kind of energy. It's a linear Energy. Masculine energy is the linear energy. It's the energy of striking out, of accomplishing, of, of, you know, striking out on the journey, the undertaking, going in the direction of your greater good, as opposed to the, the feminine energy, which is in relation to, it's more of a circular and going within energy. So Father's Day is about fathers, yes, but it's also about this masculine energy of, of striking out, of going in a direction, of, of accomplishing. Accomplishing something, you know, climbing the mountains, doing all that kind of stuff. And so welcome to the next talk in this monthly series of Mindfulness for Mavericks Month, which is just an interesting title for a a monthly theme. And today's talk is Meditate, 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 Go. Three meditations, right? (laughs) You get that. Meditate, 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 Go. Three meditations to one go. You get it? Right? You understand? Same reason why we have two ears and one mouth, you know? Listening is more important than speaking. That's That's what the title is about. Meditating is more important than doing. Or I should say, more important to do before the doing. Right, the listening comes before striking out on the journey. Now we've already established this month. We've already established that we are mavericks. Right, everyone in this teaching, everyone in this philosophy, the people that are attracted to new thought, we're mavericks to begin with. We know this. We travel uh, by our own inner guidance. We are the people that find our way. We, we uh, live our authentic lives. We develop a deep and abiding relationship with our own inner divinity. And we allow that voice to guide us. And so even if the crowd is going this way or that way, right, or doing something or another thing, we go in the direction of our highest and best self. We are the ones uh, when the noise of that human race consciousness is telling us to do one thing or to telling us to go to, to one way, we question it. right? That's what makes us Mavericks. We question it. We go within and we reveal our own true path. And that's why listening is more important and more important to do before the doing. It is more important to do before the doing. We have to first listen to that still small voice before we do what we do so that we know what's ours to do. And and so that when we do, we take inspired action. We take inspired action. We know what to do when it's time to do. Ernest Holmes in Can We Talk to God said this, The greatest good which our mind is able to conceive should be affirmed as a part of our everyday experience. From such daily meditation, we should venture forth into a life of action with the will to do, the determination to be, and the joy in becoming. So everything, everything, Stems from our communication with the divine, our that inner communion with Spirit. Everything comes from that inspired action. What can be better than that? We must take inspired action in order for it to be inspired action. We have to have that direction from within. You know, you know. I I have said in the past that everything we do is infused with the energy with which we do it. Right. So if stuff is done in anger. Or resentment or obligation, the thing we do, even if it's a good deed, the energy surrounding it will be the energy of anger or resentment or obligation, which really doesn't work out for us in the long run. It really doesn't. Inspired action means to be coming from our authentic selves, to be coming from the joy of who we are. And I think, and I think it also means the difference between reaction and response right? And we've talked about this in the past as well. Reaction is that instantaneous action to stimulus. And response is action taking after thinking about the stimulus, right? It's that little gap. It's that little pause that we always take before responding, it's the gap, God's area of preparation. We talked about this. And the, and the way we grow that is through our spiritual practice. Ernest Holmes said, the idea is the father to the fact. Ideas are real, having power within themselves to be made manifest. And it's only when we take that time out, when we, when we get into the gap, when we meditate, when we step back from the happening of life, can we come into contact with those inspired ideas. That is our spiritual walk. That's our spiritual walk of enlightenment, right? Is the, the spiritual alive, aliveness that we're living is, is only in, in connection with our higher power, right? And, and we know that our spiritual uh, path is one of awakening in all areas of our lives so that we know what to do when it, there is something for us to do. And we know to do good. And in order to do that, we rely on that inner wisdom, that self-reliance the self-reliance that Emerson spoke of, right? And Ernest Holmes in the spiritual universe and you said this, developing confidence in ourselves, in our ability to meet and handle all undesirable situations requires we must have confidence in that something which is greater than we are. Then we will have spiritual self-reliance. When this is done, the lesser must always give way to the greater. Weakness gives way to strength. Despair gives way to hope. Hate gives way to love. Failure becomes success. And sickness dissolves into health. So, so here's our walk. I mean, that, they, that sums it up really well. Here is our walk it includes all of those things that disturb us as well, right? And we get angry and we get upset and we get disturbed. But if we react, just react without, without taking the opportunity, the time out or the gap, then we can become the bigger problem, you know? It may not be in ours or anybody else's interest when we just react, right? Patience is what's called for. Taking that time out, stepping away between stimulus and, and response in order to arrive at that, the point of inspired action, which is what we're called to do. We're called to make things better. We're called to stand in our truth. We're called to be the light of the world. And the way we do that is by inspired action, not just, not just reaction, right? Inspired action. Not just to react, but to respond. And that's why it's meditate, 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 go. We have to take the time in our lives. We have to know uh, when to step back, right? And, And patience is one of those qualities we develop through our spiritual practice. As our spiritual practice deepens, our ability to be patient with situations will develop as well. And so here's what the dictionary says about patience. Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate uh, delay, difficulty, or trouble without getting angry or upset. Now, I don't know about you, but I visit with one of those three with some regularity right? Delay, difficulty, or trouble? Yeah, Yeah. right? Do we run across that in our daily lives? Absolutely. It is the trifecta for impatience, right? It's those three things that absolutely get us to that place, right? One of those three is bound to get us all up in our reactions. And what is our reaction when we react with impatience? usually anger, annoyance, or upset, right? That's it. With something out there bugs us, that's usually, that's usually our reaction. That's the unthinking thing, right? Which only serves to make the challenging situation worse. You know, patience is what's called for in challenging situations, but our immediate reaction is usually not that. It's usually impatience, which brings up upset, anger, you know, and, and that all in, in annoyance. So this is what our regular spiritual practice can interrupt. When we practice patience, it, it comes as a result of our spiritual practice. But when we develop patience, what that provides us with is compassion. It provides us with compassion first and foremost for ourselves and then for the situation. But accepting the delay or the difficulty with equanimity is the gift we give ourselves. Being able to sit with whatever that situation is in patience is the gift we give ourselves. We stop getting tossed about by unforeseen circumstances, right? When something crops up and you aren't expecting it, you know, those unforeseen circumstances which can make us upset or make, or, or, you know, show us a difficulty or a challenge we have to face. And And if we react from the surface of it, from the storm, from where the upset is, it doesn't help us, it doesn't help us. On the surfaces where the storm is raging right? And so it, it, it behooves us to go and remember our spiritual practice, remember why we do what we do. And, and if things are, are all being tossed about in the storm of the surface, we know to go down the anchor chain, right? We know to go down to the depths because that's what our spiritual practice enables us to do, to just go below the surface. And when you get to the bottom, the, the sea is always calm. Down there, right, and it's always peaceful, regardless of what's going on at the surface. At the depths of the ocean, things are calm and peaceful, and that's where we want to be. You know, um, I'm reminded of the Bible story. You know, remember when Jesus calmed the you know the raging sea? It was in Matthew. It says, a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat. Have you been out on a boat like when when that happened? It's just, it's terrifying sometimes. And it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern asleep, right? He could sleep through that. The disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up and now this is the way it's written in the Bible. He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And the wind died down and it was completely calm. Now, I'm going to suggest the story indicates we be quiet, we take the time out, we, the gap, right? I'm going to I'm going to suggest here that the action of stillness occurs around us after we have become quiet. I think perhaps the command. To be quiet was Jesus' command to the disciples. And then the command, be still, was for the conditions around them to shift. Because when we get quiet first, when we go within, when we are calm, then we can speak our word. And when we speak our word from first cause, then the conditions change around us. But first we have to disconnect from the pathway, right? Of that trifecta of of impatience, that, you know, annoyance, that upset, that challenge, whatever it is, we have to disconnect from that. We have to interrupt the circuit. So the first thing we have to do is to identify that we are in the condition, right? We are in the condition known as impatience. So perfect example. We're stuck in traffic. Do you ever get that one, right? You're stuck in traffic. Ah, it's bumper to bumper. You start getting annoyed, right? And we think that the source of our annoyance, or our upset, is the external condition of the traffic. Things aren't going our way. Things are not going our way. But that's not the truth. That's not what's going on. The thing that's out there is not the source of the impatience or the annoyance. It's what's going on in our minds. It is what the traffic means to us. The source of our annoyance is in our mind, always. It's what we believe about what is happening. The meaning we are making out of what is happening. That's the source of our disturbance. And, you know, we already know what bugs us. We absolutely know what bugs us. Waiting in line, or the lady in front of us with all the coupons, or being put on hold when you're on the phone, being put on hold forever, or getting stuck in traffic, right? Or friends, you know, agreeing to meet with us and then standing us up. I mean, all kinds of things. We know the stuff that that bugs us that brings up that trifecta right of impatience and annoyance and challenge and upset we know the things that bug us for me it's computers i absolutely know this is true i it is such a source of frustration for me that that is the the absolute inappropriate place for me to practice patience (laughs) for me to practice patience. So identifying the thing that creates the condition of, you know, impatience. Then the next thing you want to do is feel what that feels like in your body. Where does that go in your body? When we are awake and aware, we can observe, right? First, we identify the impatience. We realize it's not out there, but it's in here, so when it comes up within us, where do you feel it? Is it a, is it a visceral thing? Is it in the stomach? Do you get do you, get, you know, shoulder stuff? Is it in the back of your neck where you get headachy? I mean, where does it come to you from a, from a physical standpoint? Where is it located in the body? Because it usually shows up somewhere. It absolutely shows up somewhere. You feel something and you know what? It's usually Unpleasant. It's usually not a good feeling. I've never had a pleasant feeling associated with impatience. I just just haven't, right? It's usually an unpleasant feeling. So, So bringing these things into our consciousness allows us to address them in positive ways, right? I understand what's out there. That's the situation. That's at the level of effect. I understand my making meaning out of it. Again, going back to the I'm stuck in traffic thing, it's like, ah, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late for work, or I'm going to be late for the date, or I'm going to be late for my meeting, or whatever it is. That's what's causing the meaning I'm making out of the condition, not the condition itself. And... And because I'm feeling that impatience in my body somewhere, that's making it, you know, worse. That's setting up a condition inside my body that's unpleasant for me to deal with. So being awake and aware and on my spiritual path, what do I do about it? What do I do about it? And see, this is the importance of the gap. This is the importance of stepping back from the condition, the situation, the stimulus, so that we can respond rather than react. And what we can do in response is look around the environment. What is pleasant in the environment? What is pleasing? What's whimsical? What's something funny about this situation? That is a mindfulness practice. That's what we do in response to the things that we have no control over, to that trifecta you know, of impatience. We can respond differently. And that's why we meditate, meditate, meditate before we go. We think, think, think before we act. So that when we know what's going on, we can change the condition. Even if we cannot change what's going on in the environment, we change our re- response to it. We, we alter that loop. We don't go down that same neural pathway. We create a different one. This is a mindful practice. It interrupts the pathway we usually take to annoyance and to upset and to anger. And it keeps us in in our uh, practice, in our spiritual practice. Ernest Holmes in Creative Living said this. He said, in this act of transforming energy into power for specific action, we are uniting with an invisible essence and an invisible law which is the way the universe operates. If we identify ourselves with the source and perform the act, we may know that our word establishes eternal harmony, transforms everything, and rearranges everything to our benefit. It is an act of complete surrender of the human to the divine without the loss of the human. It is the act of complete inflowing of the divine into the human without the human limitation on the divine. And I love that. That's exactly uh, the definition of our walk in spirit, isn't it? The surrender of the human to the divine. The complete act of the divine flowing into the human. Because that's what we are. That's what we're doing. That's what our spiritual practice is all about. Being spirit in action on earth. Doing it from that that place of inspired action that flows from our spiritual practice. Meditate first. Listen, then act. That's how we move through whatever is going on in our lives. And there is a lot going on lately. There is a lot going on lately. So meditate, meditate, meditate before you do anything. Because when, when those unforeseen events happen, and they do, we can move from anger to inspiration to action, which is what we're, we're here to do positive action toward something and against nothing, like Ernest Holmes said, toward the greater good, always moving toward the greater good. Meditate, 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 go. Thank you very much.